We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bécher, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome along to another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast, a pleasure to have you with me as always, I'm James taking you through this one and the Cricket Badger Podcast, it has gone global over the last three months, it's been number one in countless countries and to go down that route, thought we'd go a little bit more international with this edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast and we're going to get all Brazilian on you and to join me and to help me talk about cricket in Brazil is Roberta Moretti, how are you Roberta? Hey James, I'm very good. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. And we, we've spoken before, and cricket is not necessarily the thing that's synonymous with Brazil, isn't it? We, we, when you think about Brazil, you think about Pelé, you think about the uh, the statue in Rio, you think about all kinds of things, the beach, etc. Um, cricket comes quite a long way down the pecking order in that, but it's a, it's a sport in Brazil which is growing quite quickly, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, well, we have cricket in Brazil played as since 1882, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it was played by Englishmen that were coming here to work and were playing amongst themselves. And the Brazilians actually uh, got a little bit of it and created a street game called Tackle. And the uh, Brazilians have been playing Tackle since then, but not as cricket. In 2002, uh, we created the Brazilian Cricket Association. And uh, since then, cricket has been developed a little bit more. But the major development happened in a city called Poços de Caldas, where I currently live in a, in a base, uh, where we started 
teaching cricket for kids since 2011. And uh, we started an amazing project with only 26 kids uh, giving cricket lessons for two hours a week. And last year, before the pandemic stopped us, we had uh, 3,800 kids playing in over 50 projects, which wow. was pretty cool. That's fantastic, isn't it? I've, I've done. I've gone through the, the history a little bit of, uh, of cricket in Brazil, and cricket started to be played in Brazil twenty years or so before football actually touched down in the country. And it was a man called Charles Miller who had a Scotti- yeah. Scottish father. He uh, went to get educated in England, where he played football and cricket. He returned to Brazil with two footballs in his bag, played cricket for Brazil, and he started the first um, football league in Brazil. And the rest is history, as they say, isn't it, in terms of the football side of things. But he's the known as the kind of founding father of football in Brazil, but very keen cricketer as well. Yes, that is true. Uh, I learned about that not long ago, that Charles Miller was involved in cricket. We all know here him here from football and, all, and everything that football has become for us. Uh, but I didn't know he was related to cricket until not long ago. Yeah, that's very interesting. And it was uh, the mid-1800s in Rio, where, as you said, there was a high population of British um, people living in, in the country at the time. 1860s, cricket clubs came into existence. No grounds as such at the time. Brazil at the time wasn't actually particularly sporty, if, uh, if you believe Wikipedia, which is where I've taken most of this from. Um, then in the 1860s, <laughs> Emperor Don Pedro II, he uh, led a beautification initiative in the uh, created parks in, in, in Rio. And there was one grassed area, apparently, in front of his daughter Isabel's house which ended up becoming the cricket grounds and apparently um, Don Pedro and his daughter were regular viewers of cricket uh, at, at that ground and, and gave out the prizes and what have you so it's got a long history hasn't it in the country yes we have a long history and also we had uh, other cities like uh, Salvador uh, and Recife which were uh, main cities at the time Salvador was even capital of Brazil for, for some period and uh, we also had some cricket developing there now we don't have anything happening in these towns but there was cricket over there before in some clubs and we found some pictures as well. Pretty interesting. I mean, cr- cricket's, uh, as we said, been around for some time in the country, but the, and excuse my pronunciation of this one, um, but I'm going to give it a go. The Associacio, no, no, that's totally wrong. Um, Brasilia de Cricket, ABC, um, was founded in 2001. Give me the right pronunciation. Associação Brasileira de Cricket. That's the one. Don't <laughs> um, get used to that name. We're going to change it soon. We're going to become a confederation very shortly. So okay, don't get used to that one. Um, affiliate member though of the ICC in in two thousand two two thousand three, uh, an associate member of the ICC in two thousand and seventeen. So that recent stuff with the ICC and obviously the ICC's publicly at least growing the game around the world. Have they given a lot of help for Brazil in terms of that? In terms of trying to give you support in in growing the game in Brazil. Yes, since we became uh, ITC, uh, we, we had a status from ITC, we have been growing together with them. Uh, we are part of the scorecard uh, grant, as, as, as always. Uh, and as we grew, the help from ITC also has been growing together with us. So that's very important for us, together with the support that we get from uh, local companies, local business, and uh, in, uh, incentive laws within the government. So we get partnership with the companies to support sports development. It has been fundamental for all of us uh, getting the numbers that we have and also reaching the new, the, the future plans that we have, which is a massive growth in Brazil uh, for 2020 that now has been postponed for 2021 due to the global pandemic that we have been also all facing. 
and I notice with with the work that you're doing in, in bringing the youngsters through and getting them interested in cricket, it, it centres around um, Pacos de Caldas, doesn't it? it? Which is a place with about 180,000 population. Is that the? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I imagine that's where you've started and where you want to try and kind of get the enthusiasm going. But presumably, the longer term initiative is to try and get more around the, the country. Yes, exactly. Uh, the plan for this year. On, into expansion was to go into the second and third region of cricket in Brazil. Uh, our bases were all all focused on uh, think big, start small. So we developed an, a good pathway in Porto de Caldas. We thought a system that works for Brazilians, that works within the schools and the projects we're teaching. And now we are going to the second and third region, which is two uh, cities close to us called uh, São João da Barbista and Aguaí. And with this new project, we our intention is to reach 33,000 new participants. So for us, that's a very big change. Three regions, uh, over 30,000 participants, and uh, that's going to help us create more teams, more leagues, and start with, and do the same pathway we did in Foster de Caldas that was so successful into this, to, this, to, to new places and start growing from there. Brazil has a huge potential. We have 200 million people, yeah. but we have something that is sustainable, so it actually grows as a whole organized sport and also not only invest our money into something that's going to give us a number of participants for a year, but within five years we don't have anything. So we want to actually grow sustainably, and it's working. And you mentioned sustainability there. I mean, a lot of countries where, where I've seen cricket being played around the world it's a lot of expats. It's a lot of Indian, Pakistani, English expats that are playing in those countries, and and largely the local population is not not ignored, but certainly not there in their numbers. But looking at your um, work in Pacos de Caldas, it, it seems to be a lot of local talent there that's coming through. It's Brazilian kids playing. Yes, it is all Brazilian. Uh, well, the development uh, of our project is started with Max Pedersen. Uh, he's an Englishman that has been living in Brazil since the 2000s. And uh, he is our, our, the Brazilian Cricket Association president. And also he lives in Boston, Chicago. So we have him and uh, also my partner, Richard Avery, which is one of the coaches. Uh, both of them are Englishmen, but everyone else is Brazilian. So we have a 16, uh, group, a 16 people group of coaches, uh, which 14 of them are Brazilian. And most of them came from the project through um, initiative that we have called Black Shirt Program, which are people from these schools that started learning cricket. And uh, we saw that they had some leadership skills. They were good athletes. They were uh, good students. So we brought them into a Black Shirt Program where they started being role models for those projects that they were teaching. And uh, some of them were selected to go through university, uh, physical education university. Uh, all paid by Cricket Brazil, and uh, to become cricket coaches. So these 14 Brazilians that are with us today all came through this project and now are teaching Brazil, uh, teaching cricket back to Brazilians. So we see that we, we wanted to actually bring Brazilian coaches to teach cricket to Brazilians. So it's not something that is distant, like not an Englishman teaching something that he loves in his country. Now, for us, it's actually a Brazilian kid that uh, went uh, into university because of cricket, that has been traveling to South America to play cricket and loves cricket. So it's very relatable. So we want Brazilians to be teaching Brazilians. Uh, we want the team, the national teams to be 
made of Brazilian people for for the future. Uh, actually, the women, the youth teams are all Brazilian. Just the men that has uh, expats playing now. Uh, but that's something that will change with time. We want Brazilian playing more than the expats playing. Although everyone is welcome to play when we talk about cricket. Fed up of collecting your team's match day subs? Worried about carrying cash post-COVID-19? Try slateapp.co.uk. Less contact than contactless. Slate, the smartest way to collect weekly match fees and more. Download the app, slateapp.co.uk. Not just for cricket, any clubs that collect subs. It just makes sense. Stick it on the slate, slateapp.co.uk. You mentioned the Black Shirts initiative there. I think that's a brilliant thing to do. And, uh, you know, talking about sustainability, that's getting coaches there that are going to be there for a long, long time. Um, but it, it's, it also seems to me to be a little bit of a badge of honour as well. It's a bit of an honour to get a Black Shirt, isn't it, in the, in the Brazilian setup? It is. Uh, and we see that they, they wear that with a lot of pride. Uh, it's funny because every project here has its own shirt colour. So you have pink, yellow, green. Uh, so when a kid comes with a black shirt, it means that they, they are recognized by all of us as a role model. So you can see the sense of pride that they have by wearing them. And uh, all the teachers wear black. Everyone that is uh, ha- has a sense of responsibility in the group wears black. So they, they really love it. It's, it's a great way to show them that we're acknowledging them and uh, saying, okay, we see how much potential you have as a role model, as a leader, as a player. Come and join us. Let's let's teach more people. Let's inspire more people to play cricket. You mentioned in your first answer, um, taco, which is this kind of street game, isn't it? That's played in Brazil. I've also I've, I've also seen the the game. Is, is it bete b e t e? Um, is that the same yeah, thing? It's the same thing. Each each part of Brazil has a, its own name and its own rules, uh, but mostly it's all the same. You have two uh, bottles of. Uh, soft drinks or cans or a little triangle of wood, which is about 20 centimeters tall, which is your stumps. Uh, you have your bat, which is made of any kind of wood that you find in your home, or a broomstick. Also, you can also find a lot of broomstick being played. And you play with a tennis ball, a sock a made of a, a, sock, a, a ball made of socks, anything that you can roll uh, and display in pairs. You can see that being played in the streets, in the beaches. You see that being played everywhere. Uh, and when you look at it, you say, guys, that, that is street cricket. That, is, that looks a lot like cricket. So when you, we go into schools, into projects, it's very easy to listen to anyone asking a question. Well, cricket, isn't cricket like that? Or isn't cricket like tacos? <laughs> and one of the Brazilian national players now, was uh, found, we found her because she was playing a taco in, right next to a cricket demonstration, and the math said, oh, that girl can bat. If she can bat with a broomstick into a tennis ball, imagine what she can actually do with a cricket bat in her hand. And she has been the national team since then. That's fantastic. So basically, kids in Brazil have been playing cricket for as long as we can remember without actually knowing they're playing cricket. <laughs> yes, pretty much that you're right on that. On there. We are playing cricket, but we just don't know about it. Yeah. The, that's fantastic. The um, I've seen as well a few comments um, that uh, a, a few people have said anyway that Brazilians have got kind of a natural aptitude for cricket. It's kind of it fits their mentality, it fits their physiques, it fits it just fits their kind of um, personalities as well. Is is that? Would you agree with that? Uh, I think 
I think that the, the the collective game of cricket does fit us. We we do like a, a collective sport, something that we can play as a team. We we play cricket with a different spirit. I think uh, when you see it, I, I don't want to say anything bad about football, uh, but when you see football, you lost a little bit of that spirit of the sport, the spirit of cricket that we all relate to. It's something that the, the Brazilians embrace a lot. The honesty, the the the, the fairness, uh, everything that the the, the the together, the supporting each other, that of cricket, I think Brazilians end up embracing quite quickly and easily. And something that probably we missed in a few other sports or maybe we lost it in football in the past. Uh, but we, it does fit us well. And because of taco, because of that, whoever played street cricket before, uh, it brings that sense of the childhood, that happiness that we had when we were playing as kids. So it gets both of them together. For me, at least, that's what happened. I played taco the whole of my life. I loved when I played cricket and I could actually hit a ball much further than I actually played in tackle. And the spirit of cricket got me all together, wrapped around it. I said, okay, that's the sport I want to play for the rest of my life. I've seen a video of Prince Harry. I think it was in the Nets in 2012 in Brazil, playing with a load of kids there. Is that, that was something where there were kids hanging off the, uh, the tops of the Nets, just having a watch of the, the English Royal um, over there at the time, that that must have created a little bit of a buzz and been quite good for Brazilian cricket as well. That was a, an amazing experience. Uh, we actually had him playing in a favela in Brazil. So we had a lot of kids in the very, very poor and dangerous neighborhood. Uh, and he played tackle with the kids. Uh, he played bet with the kids and it was great. And one of the kids, because the rules are a little bit different, you cannot raise your bat off the floor Otherwise, they can stump you. Even though you're right next to your popping crease, if you don't have your background, they can stump you at any time. And one of the kids did that to him. <laughs> and he was like, man, I was like, hmm, what, what, what happened? <laughs> so the little kid just stumped the prince uh, and uh, was like, no, no, man, you're out. You're out by the rules of our, our game. Uh, so the kids had a lot of fun. And uh, I'm pretty sure he also did. I've also read, um, Roberta, that one of the one of the issues with um, cricket in Brazil has been that cricket kits not sold in shops in 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 Brazil and and probably in much of the, those parts of South America as well. So, so sourcing kit isn't the easiest thing in the world, is it? But I guess you you know you just talked about taco and how you can play in the streets with a broomstick and and, and whatever else, which is pretty cheap. Um, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, is it? That you can't get uh, pads. You can still play cricket without uh, the full kit. Yeah, one of the main issues that we had was always equipment. Yeah. Uh, we can we couldn't get proper bats. Uh, we couldn't get the balls. We are it's easy for us to manufacture the stamps here, the uniforms here. That's that's something that we can find anywhere in the world. Uh, but specialized bats, balls uh, were a little bit difficult. Last year we had a huge donation, something that helped us so much from Lord Taverners, where we received a whole container of equipment. Everything, uh, pads, bats, balls, uh, gear. It was amazing. We had a whole a queue of kids from the project that were playing uh, in front of our uh, the place where we stored the container. Literally, it was Christmas for everyone. You were able to get the whole kit and actually get their own stuff uh, because we always supply them with the protection, the uh, bats, balls, and everything for them to play, but it was all, always shared among everyone else. But now these kids are actually taking their own kit home. It was very good. The pictures are amazing. And we saw all this 
kids play, uh, wearing cherry kit and everything else. It was nice. And now, uh, this year we started a very nice project which is called the Royal Bath. We are actually trying to, uh, starting to manufacture our own bath in Brazil. Okay. It's a little bit because we don't have the, the wood, uh, that you have in, in, in England. So we are finding the wood that we need to use it in Brazil, but we have the shape, we have the weight right. And I'm pretty sure for kids that are starting, uh, under 13, under 11, we are going to be able to find bath for them to play quite easily. And then we are going to, be able to have this at least a manufacturer for us for this new project of 30,000 plus new participants. We're definitely going to need it. And Roberto, I mean, obviously you're, you're a lady. It seems to me, looking at uh, Brazilian cricket, that the women are as important, if not more important, than the men in, in your setup at the, at the moment, certainly, that the women's teams are doing really well. There was talk, I don't know if it's been delayed by COVID, but there were talk about making 14 women um, full-time professionals th- this year. So the women's game is really strong, isn't it? Yes. You know what is interesting? Uh, because cricket was is not a traditional sport for us. When we teach cricket in the projects in the schools, everybody's interested. It's not a men's sport. It's not played by men. It's played by everyone. So we, we really took advantage of that fact to make sure that everyone was involved. So our percentage in participants is quite even 50-50%. And the same goes into high performance. We have as many girls playing as boys into high performance. So it's something that because we're not a cricket traditional country actually worked out very well for us. Uh, and we are already, uh, we already have a central contract for 14 uh, players from the national women's team. It started in February. We have been, uh, we were, we started training in February as a whole team. Uh, we stopped a little bit in the pandemic, but we carry on doing physical training, uh, meetings and everything to develop the team as we could throughout the quarantine. And uh, we have been back into training for the past 45 days uh, as well in small groups uh, with loads of precautions, uh, wearing masks. But we, we, we are contracted. We can't wait to see the next step for the women's team, definitely. And you've got the South American Championships, um, which I think for the men started in 1995. I don't know if the women's league started at the same time because the national women's squad didn't start till 2007, I think I'm right in saying. So... But that, that's your structure, isn't it? You play other countries, you play, and those matches have, have a degree of significance. The, you've got age group sides as well that play in the um, South American Championships um, since two, 2014. Um, and you've had success as Brazil in those, those tournaments too. Yes. Um, we have the under-13s, under-17s, under-19s uh, boys. This year was going to be the first year that we're going to have the competition of uh, under-17 girls. Uh, Brazil and Argentina had teams set up for that. Uh, that has now been postponed for 2021 as the whole South American Championship. Uh, and we have the women's and the men playing the South Americans as well. It is pretty cool that we started playing the T20 International since 2018. And uh, now with the, the status that we always aim to, to, to have, uh, we are looking forward as well to start playing the uh, World Cup qualifiers in America which is going to happen in 2021. So there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff happening for the, for the next months and years in Brazil. Moonrise is a sports engagement website to allow sports fans to learn from the very best. Get a personal video message recorded for a fan's special occasion. Have a professional cricketer as your next coach by getting video feedback or having a 30-minute conversation with some of the world's best players. Players such as Jimmy Neesham, Colin Monroe, Tammy Beaumont, 
Danny Wyatt, Monty Panasar. Visit MoonriseSports.com or go to Moonrise Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Moonrise Cricket, let's play. Are Argentina your biggest rivals? I mean, a note from the history bits that I read that you started playing Argentina as Brazil. I mean, not you, you're far too young, but 1888 was the first time Brazil played Argentina. Played against Uruguay since 1902. Are Argentina, though, the biggest the biggest and oldest rivals? Are they your sort of South American ashes? I think they're always going to be, regardless of which part we do. Brazil and Argentina has a rivalry uh, already set up. But yes, in South America, they are our biggest rivals in men's and women's, uh, and also in the youth. They are uh, strong competition, always. It's always a fierce game to watch. A lot of uh, both countries have a lot of passion. They play with their heart in their sleeves, uh, so it's always a good game to watch. And who are the other rivals around there? You talk about the World Cup qualifiers in in the USA. Um, Argentina will be there and thereabouts. Yourselves. Who are, who are the other countries that we should be looking out for if we're looking towards that part of the world? I think now it's going to be very interesting, very good actually, because we're going to start with the qualifiers coming. They're going to start playing against uh, Canada and USA. And I guess they are going to be the biggest rivals for us in the very, very soon future. We have uh, Chile, we have Peru, we have Mexico, Costa Rica playing uh, in Latin America. But our aim now is to play against the North American teams and uh, start working towards that ladder into getting the into the qualifiers for the World Cup in the soon future. And is there much rivalry between the, the men's and women's teams in Brazil? I looked at the, the ICC rankings and in the T20s, um, the women in the T20 rankings are currently 38th. The, the men are uh, currently um, down in 70th. So women doing slightly better. Is that is that uh, quite nice for you as a woman there in Brazil that you can have the bragging rights over the men? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if, uh, if it is a nice feeling. We are very proud of what we are doing as a women's team. We have a very good setup. We have good players. We have a lot of passion for our game. Passion is always something, a characteristic is going to come in our team. Uh, we saw what the Thailand team did. We were really inspired by them. We want to follow to their steps. Uh, but I guess the men have a very good sense of pride from us. I don't think we have competition between our men and women. I don't feel that. And I don't think they feel that as well. We, we try to support each other in whatever they do. I do believe the men think it's going to get better, mainly in the under-17s, under-19s. They're going to have more support from the high-performance group in Brazil. And I believe the men's team will go up in the ladder in the soon future. We do hope to have more Brazilians playing that team very shortly. Last year was the first year that we had five uh, Brazilian players from development projects playing in the, in the senior team. So I do believe that that's going to change soon. And uh, with time, we're going to have a, a team playing over there. Uh, it's going to have better results as well. I, I saw it was 2019, wasn't it? Around about the same time as the World Cup. There was the Krillo Cup in, in England, where Indonesia and, and Brazil and India and, and a number of countries um, at youth level were playing a little bit of a tournament in, in London. How did you enjoy that? And how did Brazil get on in that? Oh, my God. That was one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> by far. First of all, I receive a lot of messages of people saying that they want to see Brazil and India playing a final. That already happened in the Creole Cup in 2019. 
in Trafalgar Square. Uh, we had uh, we had a street game uh, competition and Brazil and India were in the final. But it was such a a good experience to be there uh, to show Brazil uh, to show what what is happening in, in, in Brazilian cricket uh, to be within in a country that everybody loves cricket in the middle of a World Cup that was amazing and uh, to close that off to watch the final at Lords in that amazing game to watch the Super over. I don't think any of the Brazilian players. I don't. I don't think that anyone that was involved in that is gonna forget that that weekend. It was amazing. Well, if you can't be inspired by cricket in England at that stage, then you're never gonna be inspired by cricket, are you? Because it was rather exciting times, wasn't it, for everybody? I'm talking to you now about that day, about that weekend, and I, I and I, I get the chills. It's amazing. It, you you <laughs> gotta be inspired by that moment. I, I believe two moments were within these twelve months were amazing. It was that final, or the men's final, and it was the women's um, final in Australia with 86,000 people playing. Uh, as a woman, you look at these two days and you see the importance of it and you see how much cricket has the potential to grow and has potential to inspire uh, new players coming through. I think uh, we are in amazing time now to actually get people in love with the game. I've watched that World Cup final at Lords probably about five or six times now in its entirety as it's been replayed on various channels. And I still can't believe that England won that. Every time I watch it, I'm still thinking, how, how, how did they win this from here? Because it's, it's just an incredible game, wasn't it? It's, it? All the best of cricket all rolled into one that day and, and sportsmanship as well from New Zealand at the end of it. I thought it was a, a, a terrific day. I mean, talking about big events, um, I mean, cricket in the Olympics would be very, very important one in, in terms of some of the so-called lesser nations, with all due respect, like Brazil and, and some of the other countries that we talked about. If you if you have the carrot of a gold medal and a, and a big tournament and a, and a global tournament you can enter, that would be quite a big thing, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. I, I follow a lot of discussion about the Olympics and cricket. For us, it, it's an opportunity that would there is no comparison. The amount of government support that would be open for us if cricket was an Olympic sport, is very, very large. And uh, not only for the uh, for the government, uh, for, for us as association, but also for the players. The players also start getting support if they are Olympic, uh, Olympic athletes. So it would be an opportunity for us and for any uh, other country that could be involved in that, that is not in this top 10 uh, cricket uh, countries. I think uh, I think it's something that we cannot miss. I think we have to take this opportunity. We have to start thinking more seriously about cricket in the Olympics, and uh, actually looking at seeing that we we are not going to grow. The, the the opportunity of growing quickly is going to be there, and I I, I can't wait to. I, I wish it happened sooner because I wish I had the age to play in Olympic uh, in the Olympics sometime soon. But I do hope it happens uh, very very shortly. What are the longer term aims for Brazil? I mean, obviously to grow the game within the countries, one and two, as you've said, the, the fantastic work that's being done in Paco de Caldas in, in terms of embedding cricket in that area of the country and then spreading it around Brazil. That, that's absolutely superb development work. But at the top level, in terms of international sport, I mentioned the T20 rankings, Brazil 38th in the women's game, 70th in the men's game. How realistic do you think it is to climb up that uh, those ICC rankings and get towards the top end? I think, I think we're actually following up our pathway. Um, we need, first of all, we need more participants. So that's what is happening. Uh, it's growing to new regions. 
uh, having more coaches qualified and actually growing this number of participants. With this number of participants growing, we have the, the development of local leagues uh, and with these local leagues, getting a stronger national league and getting a stronger uh, national squad. Now, uh, it's a, uh, we have the best structure of high performance that we ever had before. Uh, and I don't think we're going to stop here. I think with more people part, uh, taking part of it, uh, stronger national leagues, higher is going to be our need to develop our high performance center and high performance group. We have a coach, uh, a coach from the UK coming for the second time this year uh, called Leon Cook. He has been here in March. He's going to come back here next week. And all of that is going to just help us develop as a, as a team. Uh, but we cannot forget that it's all about more participants, better grassroots uh, programs, better national leagues, and actually getting a better team out of it. I think it, it, it has to grow as a whole structure and not only grow as a national team itself. In, in terms of COVID-19, that's obviously a global pandemic. It's, it's affected everybody over the last uh, six months or so. Brazil's been hit quite badly, hasn't it? Um, in the favelas and uh, yeah, the, the poorer parts of the cities, it, it spread quite quickly. H- how difficult has that made dealing with cricket and keeping in touch with the kids that you're you're coaching and, and trying to keep things on the right path? Yes, it has been. It's, it's still difficult in a lot of places. Uh, when you see at uh, Rio de Janeiro, São Paulo, Brasilia, which are regions that we have uh, senior women's and men's teams, uh, still there isn't any cricket happening over there at all. Uh, Posto de Caldas, because it's a little bit more isolated, uh, we had our governance help, uh, worked very well here. Uh, the situation is under control. So we had cases, uh, we, we, since March, we have about 800 cases in town, uh, and apparently 600 of them are already killed. So our numbers are quite low. So it has allowed us to keep uh, a little bit of cricket happening, uh, training, uh, training at home, uh, things like that, and came back to cricket in mid-July for our national team. Uh, but we have we, we lost a little bit of the touch with the project because no schools are, no one is attending schools, no one is attending projects. It's still not safe to go there. We believe that it's going to come back within one or two months. Uh, but at the moment, all we are able to do is keep in touch with our players, keep them physically mentally, health, uh, uh, keep everyone safe, keep everyone sane in this, this moment. And uh, we have been playing with the national teams. We have been practicing with the national teams since mid-July in a small group. So you've been keeping touch with all of the, all of the kids that come along to your, your coaching programs during the, uh, the lockdowns and various things and keeping them excited about cricket? Yes. Uh, we, we, we see that they are eager to come back. They can't wait to come back. Some of them are playing within their neighborhoods. Uh, some of them are, you can see that they're using their bats. You can see that they think, oh, do you have any tennis balls for us to play? You see that the action is happening in a lot of places, but we cannot come back to the projects at the moment until the schools are back, until we safe for us to come back. So they can't wait. The, the little kids can't wait to go there, but at the moment we can just offer the, a safe return for the national teams in, in, in smaller groups. Uh, and we hope for the next month, things are going to be a little bit better. Roberto, I'm not just saying this because you're wrong, but you know, just reading up about Brazilian cricket, it's actually one of the, the really good news stories, I think, in terms of world cricket. I think you know, the, the growth and the excitement and the, the general sort of upward trend of the graph is, is really impressive. It must be quite exciting to be 
be part of that. It is. It is very, very exciting. I, I lived in England for seven years. And uh, I, I lived in a country that breeds cricket for seven years and never got in touch with the sport. And I never saw cricket happening over there. Well, I saw, I saw it in, in TV, but I didn't really get it, anything of, of that yet. But now, see that happening in Brazil and see these, these kids loving the game. We've seen uh, girls, boys, we see the national team playing, practicing, looking into big, great things in the future. It's really, really exciting. Uh, I'm a 35-year-old player. Uh, I wish I was 17 again because that's something so nice to be, to be around. What, what, what was it that got you excited about cricket in the first place? You said you're a 35-year-old women's player at the moment, but what was it 20 years ago that made you take up cricket? Because you wouldn't have had all of, the, all of the initiatives that you're doing at the moment back then, would you? Um, no, actually, I was a golf player. I used to play high-performance golf. Okay. And uh, my husband was invited in 2013 to start coaching cricket for the kids. And he invited me to go one evening to play a six-a-side softball game. Well. You can imagine that as a golf player, all I knew, I, I just knew how to swing the bat. Yeah. So I went over there and I swing the bat, thinking it was a golf club, and I hit this ball very far and uh, went for a four right in front of my, uh, me. I said, oh, actually, this is cool, you know. I can hit a, a cricket ball as well. A soft cricket ball. I didn't know it was that hard afterwards. <laughs> uh, but it was, that was that's what got me. I was much older than everyone else. Uh, but I really, really loved the feeling that I had uh, hitting the ball and also the feeling that I have remembering tackle, remembering the street game, remembering my childhood and how happy it was to play that. So the first thing that got me it was actually it was fun. Uh, it was nice and it was a good environment. And I think that uh, seven years ago was, was what, what triggered me into it. Well, I'll tell you what, I always, I always like when I hear coaches that are enthusiastic about cricket. I think that goes a long way. And the passion with which you speak about Brazilian cricket, I think is, uh, it certainly holds Brazilian good stead. And the work that uh, your other half and uh, Matt Featherston are doing over there is to be applauded. Thank you very much, Roberta, for joining me on the Cricket Budget Podcast today. Oh, thank you very much, James, for the opportunity uh, for talking about Brazil cricket. And uh, we are here anytime if you have any more questions and uh, to say how passionate we are for the game and uh, to share with everyone else. It's that Badger style. My thanks to Roberta Moretti for joining me on the Cricket Badger podcast this week. Brilliant guest and what they're doing in Brazil is absolutely superb. Wish them every success with their initiatives out there. And who knows, we'll see them at the World Cup very soon indeed. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent in nice comments on the podcast over the last few weeks. Give it a follow, give it a like, give it a subscribe as well, please. Leave a nice comment on the platform that you listen to the Cricket Badger podcast on. Give the Cricket Badger a follower as well on Twitter. It'd be much appreciated. At Cricket underscore Badger. Plenty more superb guests and great podcasts to come just around the corner as well. So stay tuned to the Cricket Badger podcast. I've been James and I'll see you next time. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.